This is Josh Holyfield, and welcome to another episode of Make America Swole Again, a no-bullshit, no-sugar-coating, snowflake-free podcast where I teach you how to step out of your comfort zone, stop dreaming, and start smashing your goals in fitness and in life. Test, test, test. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Josh Holyfield, and welcome back to another episode of Make America Swole Again. My name is Josh Holyfield, and I'll be spending the next 30 to 60 to 90 minutes with you on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday's evening to hopefully provide you with a little bit of motivation, inspiration, information to help you stay on track and reach your fucking goals. Looks like it's a quiet night. Only got a handful of you guys in here this evening. Trevor, what's going on, dude? Good to see you, man. Bubba. Bubba and Kevin's both seem to like the slow jams that i had playing this morning this is from the slow jams are from a a youtube channel called uh lo-fi hip-hop if you google it you'll be able to find it lo-fi hip-hop look at this dude this motherfucker thinks he owns the place look at this it just comes in and thinks that he can just post up on my on my casting couch well, you know what that means, boys. If he's gonna if he's gonna sit on the casting couch and he's looking for a spot, then you know what's gonna happen. Alright, let's see here. One sec, let me fix this. For some reason my camera, I don't know if you guys see it. My camera seems like it's kinda out of focus a little bit, yeah? Let me see if I can improve the quality of the of the uh of the stream here. Oh, let's see. So we do custom resolution. We're gonna. Oh shit. Twenty-four. Oh yeah, that's much better quality. I'm gonna have to shrink this thing down. Give me a sec, guys. We're just make. We're just going to make some adjustments to this shit. For some reason, it thinks that it just it, it, it thinks that it's in charge here. So let me see here. All right, let's. Hi, <laughs> hello. Hi. Let me squeeze this thing down here. There, now it's sharp, it's better, yeah? I lowered the FPS, fixed the resolution. I don't know what the fuck it thought it was. Look at that, that's way better quality, yeah? Is that better quality video? Sam, what's up from Canada? The title of this podcast is Make America Swole. But you know what? 
If you want to get fucking jacked and juicy, bro, come on in. And so while I'm while I'm here with this f- what much better camera quality, let me fix that fucking cord real quick because that's gonna bother me. How's that? A little bit better. A little bit better. It's kind of a mess in here, now that you guys can see everything. Jeff, what's up, man? Chris Payne, good to see you. All right, let me see if I can turn this thing on back. So, like this, I think this is better. This is this is better. We got a little bit of a fucking kind of a, a, a lobster vibe popping off here. I'm looking juicy. You can see the traps popping off. I've got... I'm, you got, I got the shoulder veins coming in here. You can see them. I didn't even do shoulders today. I'm getting fucking lean. I just need to get these bicep peaks up there a little bit better. Yeah. How's that, how's that look? Good? Yeah? Are my, are my lats popping? Gotta, when you do this front double bicep, the trick is you want to engage those lats. Pull them down this way. There we go. And pull them wrists back. Use the thumbs to bring the peaks out. I need to get more, more of a peak. There we go. All right. Looks like I got stung by a fucking bee. All right. Let's see who we got popping off in here. Now we got some motherfuckers in here. Now that I got the camera set up, I've got my fucking friends. John Doc is here. Leroy, what's up, dude? Coach James... Got to get some tanks. Yes, you fucking do. Uh, John Lombard. Good to see you, brother. Nick Lenore. I don't know if I said hello to you. What's up, dude? Jason Fry. William Allen. Chris Payne. What's up, man? What kind of dog? That's a great Dane. He's, his name is Neo. Neo. Say hi, Neo. He's a fuck. He's my he's my buddy. I got him for Father's Day last year. <clears throat> Let's see, Matt Cole. It's been a while, dude. Holy shit! It's been a long time since I've seen you in here. Hope you're doing well, man. You and Tyler. Dwayne, what's up, dude? Welcome. We got lots of new faces on here tonight. I fucking that shit fires me up, dude. I like it when we get new faces in this motherfucker. All these all these dudes have been here for years. Like Dominic, what's up, Dominic? Happy birthday! If you guys do me a favor, uh, do a hashtag HBD in the chat for Dom. Dominic just had a birthday last week. Happy birthday, Dom. Trevor swollen. Thank you, brother. Chris has lost almost two hundred pounds in the last year. Crushing it, brother. Hell yeah. Jason Lorang. Hold on. I'm going to pull up my phone here. Jason Lorang has uh, been working with me for a while. He texted me today. He's on a... We're doing a strength program for him. 
or it's actually strength slash size 250 times five which is a pr for him he knocked out on bench today fuck yeah jason jose what's up dude it's been a while hope you're doing well thank you so much hope you guys all uh hope you guys had a big 52 holy shit i didn't know it was 52 oh so how are my legs so i was doing uh how are my legs you guys tell me you guys tell me how are my legs looking am i getting thick am i getting am i getting some fucking thigh meat or what what do you guys think of this i've never done this on a podcast before what about the what about the glutes glutes look good <laughs> Ethan hit 385 times 2 on squats. Woo! Hell yeah, Ethan, good shit, man. I want to play how are my legs looking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dominic. Tell your wife I said, actually, you know what? Give her my phone number. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Needs more pee-pee. <laughs> so I actually had, uh, I hit a big, uh, what's the word, uh, benchmark this week. 250. 250 on the scale, boys. 250. 250! The last time I was 250, I looked like this. Let me show you. Last time I was 250, I looked like this. Here it is. So here's my la- here's how I looked when I the last time I was 250. Oop, wrong screen. Here, this. There you go. There's me, 250. This is about six years, six, seven years ago. You can see that I didn't give a fuck about the way my beard looked. My mustache was all, my eye, even my eyebrows were all fucked up. My haircut. I was just looking like a straight up fucking slob. No, ch- my, I had a bird chest and a big old fucking gut. I look like shit. This is this is me looking like shit. Yeah? <laughs> so now I'm gonna show you guys one. This is this is uh here let's see. Two fifty Let's see if I have any recent ones. I guess I could just kind of show you here. Eh. So we're about, in that photo, I was about 250 pounds, about 25, 30% body fat. Now I'm about 250. I'm about 14%, 15% body fat. I still got a little bit of uh, thickness. I got a burn off in the midsection. 
Still got some work I got to do with the, with the stomach. Honestly, I haven't been doing as much cardio as I should been. But I've been doing at least two or three times a week with the fucking uh, Stairmaster for 30 minutes, bro. That shit fucking whooped my ass. So we're probably like four more weeks and I'm going to be fucking photo shoot ready. And you guys are going to be like, damn. Wondering why it's it's so difficult for you to prevent yourself from having a hard on from looking at such a handsome handsome man all right let me see here sam still have pants on in canada <laughs> chris did 325 on deadlift hell yeah man 250 club with abs that's right not very not very often Tim, 256, and I don't look like that shit. Help me. I'm fuck. I'm ready for you, Tim. You know where to go. JoshHolyfield.com. Everything you need. Tony, what's up, dude? Bubba, I'll post what I used to look like whenever I wasn't man enough to do something about it later. It's. I think Bubba's at the gym right now. You working out right now, Bubba? You guys hear my baby screaming in the background? Should we go? We need to fucking put him in the closet or something. What do you guys think? All right. So real quick, if you're new here, and I know I said I, I said earlier we had a lot of new faces, yeah? Lots of new folks who uh, hadn't been here before. Lots of guys who just picked up their programs this week. Lots of you guys are, um, you guys are fucking, you guys are, are new to the community. So as a heads up, this is kind of what we do, man. Every Tuesday, every Tuesday night. We do a weekly podcast. This isn't like the podcasts that you see out there where it's like one guy or another guy talk, talking with some asshole. What I do is I get on here every week and I stream live. It's unscripted. And the whole idea of the podcast is so that I can interact with you guys, answer your questions, deliver a message, create a relationship with you. And really focus on making this community about something more than just some fucking buff asshole who decided he wanted to start selling gym programs. I know because one of my other businesses is coaching coaches who do what I do, like fitness coaches, that these motherfuckers are like a dime a dozen. You don't need me. <laughs> if you want a gym program and you want coaching, you can go. you can find somebody out there. Who's who's going to get you the results and they're going to do it for cheaper. I fucking promise you. You don't need me. Right? My goal here is to make this community and what we're doing here about much more than just going into the gym and fucking rearranging the place every week. I want to make, you know, when I say brotherhood, and I, I know that that term is often overused in the fucking internet too. Everybody's a brotherhood. I fucking mean it. So... For context, you know, I spent some time in the military, 2005 to 2010. One of the biggest things I learned very quickly, especially being in a, you know, line in a combat infantry battalion, was camaraderie is fucking huge. Like, I am was only in the Army for five years. I have friends from my very first duty station that I still fucking talk to. From, what is it, fucking... 2006, so 15, what was that, 16, 17 years ago, still friends, right, for context, 
One of my coaches, I don't know if you guys know him, his name is Chris, Coach Chris Sconza. I met him in my first duty station when I was in the Army in 2006 when we deployed to Baghdad together. I know what it's like to have a tight-knit brotherhood, a community of other men who help to hold you accountable to the things that you want to be and what you are and your goals and what you're trying to accomplish. I know how fucking important that is. One of the hardest things about transitioning from the army was when I went to the civilian world, it's every fucking man for themselves. They don't care about you and every motherfucker out there. They don't have any concept of integrity, character or anything like that. They'll fucking use you as a stepping stone. They don't give a fuck. And it was very difficult for me transitioning. So I created this. I fucking love this community. We're 21,000 members strong. And I love it. And so as a way for me to show that love and show that support and appreciation, I take the time to do this fucking podcast every week. And I just do it just to hang out with you guys. It's probably one of the things that I look forward to most. So do me a favor. If you're new here, drop a comment. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, what your goals are, and uh, where you're from so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. One caveat, one thing very quickly. If anything that I ever say, ever, content, messages, videos, anything that we, you, you, comes from me, if it hurts your feelings... Understand that it's not because I'm mean. There are some things that I'm that I will say that will probably hurt your feelings. And the reason why it would hurt your feelings is because it's true. And you're not ready to face that. Out of the 21,000 people who are in my group right now, I can tell you right now, we... Between me and my staff, we've coached almost a 1,000 men one-to-one. And right now, there are 10,000 people actively using my mobile app right now in one of my programs. We have helped to change the lives of men across the globe. Nothing that I say is directed towards you. And my goal, 100% goal, from a genuine sincere place is to give you the tools and resources that you need to be successful in changing your life for the better. If what I say hurts your feelings, good. It probably means that it's what you needed to hear. I am not here to appease your feelings. I am here to get you results. I will never lie to you. I will never cheat you. And I will never tell you what you want to hear. I will tell you what you need to hear. Okay, so just keep that in mind. If you don't agree with me, there's a fucking door. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not here to fucking go back and forth with you about whether or not my opinion is right. I'm here to to help people who want to be helped. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. If you do, welcome to the brotherhood. So with that said... 
Let me go through some comments here. I've got some fucking content for you tonight that I want to deliver, but real quick, I want to spend some time hanging out with you guys for the next 10 or 15 minutes. Nick, getting ready to go hit some cardio. Gazelle, at it again. Fucking get on that. I've seen you on the Iron Forge. So that's the other thing is, is we do the podcasts on Tuesday nights. And then for those of you guys who don't know, we also have a group coaching. So... Most of you who come into my business, you pick up one of my programs. 67 bucks or 47 bucks or whatever you paid. That program is yours to keep. It's yours for life. You can use it uh, over and over and over. You get access to my mobile app. Mobile app. It's yours. Some guys come in and they want help with coaching. And so what I do is on Thursdays, we do what's called the iron forge so not only do you get access to all of my programs with the iron forge but you also get access to my weekly call where you can get onto zoom usually the calls are between an hour to an hour and a half where i'll get on and i coach you guys so it's very similar to a podcast except it's directed it's interactive we're asking questions and I'm, and I'm giving you guys the tools and resources that you need to be successful in reaching your goals. Okay. So Dominic, uh, Trevor, Bubba, most of the guys that you're seeing here in the comments, Nick Lenore, are either former one-on-one coaching clients who de facto get access to the Iron Forge because they signed up for the more expensive one-on-one experience or they're Iron Forge members. We do those calls on Thursdays as well. So you get fucking, if you really wanted to, you could get up to three hours of Josh Holyfield live per week. That's almost as much as my wife. (laughs) All right. So let's go through some comments here. Tony, what's up? Bubba said, joining the Iron Forge was the best decision of my life changed me not only in the gym but as a man hell yeah brother thank you trevor badass coach he said thank you chris hope you enjoy shredding season volume two that's going to be a good one mark good to see you brother jason welcome brother good to see you man sam i grabbed the jh meal plan it's a huge stepping stone hell yeah if you didn't get that email to you already, I think I got one or two left in my inbox I got to turn out. It usually takes me about a day or two to get them done. <clears throat> Kyle said, I'm at the gym. Sent me your live. Hell yeah. What, what's up, man? Hope you're enjoying your workout. What's up, James? You gave me some hard truths in the past that changed my life. Mad respect for you in this community. Thank you, brother. Cristobal Ortiz Resendez Jr. What's up, brother? Good to see you. I know you're fucking impressed that I said that name the first time the right way. (laughs) Jason, just met Kyle Bernius at the gym. What the hell? Hey, what's up? You guys are together. Holy shit. (laughs) Kyle, what's up, man? That's funny as shit. So Jason's in the gym... He just met Kyle, and now they're both on the podcast. Look at that. That's fucking cool. (laughs) Thank you, Nick. Nick said, you've helped me tremendously. 
Thank you, brother. Pat CR, what's up, brother? Jeremy from Iowa, just got garage athlete this week. Trying to get in better shape, stronger to be here for the long haul for my kids. Hell yeah, brother. Welcome. If you need help, you know where to go. Send me a message or post in the group. Derek said, I've always found that when something comes from Josh, there's a, there's a truth I need to face. And over the past six weeks, has been helping me be a better man to work harder in my garage gym. Hell yeah, brother. Hope you're seeing some good results, Derek. Mark, stress test came back clear. No need to follow up for the next 10 years. Time to work, Mark. It's going to be scary for you, Mark. Yep. It's going to be it's going to be scary for you. Getting out of that that safe space now that you're getting the you're getting clear clearance from the docs. Yeah, buddy. Dwayne, great to be part of the brotherhood. Plan coming Monday. Single dad, ex-military. After speaking with Josh, it's time to strap my boots back on and get it. Looking forward to the shred program. Hell yeah, brother. Welcome. Welcome to Wayne from Tennessee. Good to see you, man. Jacob, my book came in today. Can't wait to start reading it. Awesome. Let me know how you like it. J.H. Colt. Stop. You're going to get me fucking arrested. (laughs) What's up, Steve Polk? All right, let's see what else we got here. Nick said, the way you deliver your message is what brought me to this brotherhood and drove me to do the coaching. Fuck your feelings is what brought me to the brotherhood. (laughs) Coaching with John is the best decision I've made. Hell yeah. Dan, what's up? Driving home from work and working out 12-hour shift sucks for getting a workout in, but fuck it. Pain pays. Pain? I love that, dude. Pain pays. Yep. That's what I told my wife when we did anal for the first time. I said, pain pays. Now she asks for it. That's how you do it, bro. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So put that on a shirt. I love it. Pain pays. That's actually a really good one. Did you come up with that yourself? Who was that? Dan Bird. Did you come up with that yourself? I need to know, because I'm about to steal that shit and fucking plaster it all over the fucking internet. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so check this out, man. Thank you so much, Dom. I appreciate you, brother. I love that shit, Dan. Mondo, what's up, dude, from YouTube? All right, so we're going to fucking fire this thing off, man. I'm going to get fucking pumped up. Real quick, we're going to go for about 15, 20 minutes here. I got a message for you. I want to talk to you about something. Okay? Uh, Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay? Okay? Are you living or are you waiting to die? Which one is it? Most of you, most of you motherfuckers are out here fucking, you're not living. 
And, and I'm going to tell you right now, as you're progressing through your life, there are going to be points in time where you feel like you fucking made it. You're going to feel like you've, you've, you're pretty successful. You know, I'm out, I'm out on the beach today, right? And the area that I went out on the beach, I'm going to be frank with you. So the area I live in is Topsail Island, which is in North Carolina. It's one of the most pretty popular beaches. Beautiful views. And if you go and you look at the beat prices of the beach houses right on the water out there, they start at a million, minimum. Okay? And as you go down there, it's one, two, three, four million dollar houses. And they're really beautiful. The real estate's phenomenal. The economy here is amazing. It's a really cool spot to do, you know, as a tourist, right? So we've lived out here for a really long time. I don't own a beach house. It's something that I would really love to have and, you know, be able to rent it out during the season and then have it to go spend and do things with my family during the off season or whatever. Um, But we don't have a beach house. But my mom, she owns a couple of businesses out here that where she works, one of which she works for real estate agents and does cleanings for vacation rentals. And so a lot of times, um, a lot of times, like, so if we want to go to the beach or, if, you know, we can get a free beach, a beach house for a night or two, or if we're planning on like today, we went to the beach for the day. And, you know, instead of paying like an immense sort of amount of money for parking and dealing with all that, we'll just go and park at one of her clients' beach houses that's vacant, right? So today we went, we parked at this beach house that was vacant just to use their uh, dock or their, you know, their beach access. And the area where we were, these are like... $2 $2 million, $3 million houses. And I walk off of this beach access, off of this beautiful deck. We go down onto the water. And you look to the left and the right, and there's just houses. So this isn't like a public beach access. This is like people live here, and they're hanging out on the beach. And it's it's packed. There's people all the way to the left and right. You can see that it's, you know... People are vacationing here for the for the summer. There's no other way of putting it. When you go to that part of the beach, right, people are fucking loaded. <laughs> Financially loaded. Right? Dads, I mean, they're, they're paying, even if they don't own the houses, they're paying four or $500 a night to stay in these places. And you know if you're going to tr- come in from out of town, you're not staying for less than a week or two. So say minimum of a week. That just the lodging is going to cost you 4 or 5 grand for the week. Not to mention the travel to get there, the food, all the entertainment, etc. This is a 10-15,000 trip if you're going to come down here and stay in one of those houses. Okay? So even if you don't own that house and you're, you're on that beach, you're loaded. You've got money. You're successful. Okay? I walked out there today and I looked to the left and the right of me. 
I've got my family. I've got my wife. I've got my kids. We're all hang, hanging out. We're parked. We didn't, we didn't even come with a fucking umbrella. We literally popped our chairs and immediately went out and started playing in the water. Okay? Do you know what the dads were doing? They were looking at me. They were looking at me. Man, I wish I had what he has. There was kids out there. There was families out there. What was I doing? I was on the beach. Healthy. Jacked, tan, and fucking juicy. With my kids playing in the water. And they were overweight, out of shape, unhealthy, unable to even keep up with their kids. Suddenly in that moment, all of the fucking money in the world didn't mean shit. Didn't mean shit. You were able to bring your whole family out there. You were able to provide that cool vacation, that experience for them. And because you're fucking, you've been fat and lazy, you're not even able to enjoy it. And you're looking at this guy over here because he's healthy and in shape, wishing you had what he had. Think about it. How much are you willing to sacrifice to provide something? A.K.A. the lifestyle that you give for your kids. The lifestyle you give your wife. The, the material things. and All the fucking bullshit. When reality is, is you're literally, now you've become a slave. To providing something for people that don't even, didn't even fucking ask for it in the first place. Think about it. You were the one who wanted that vacation. You were the one who wanted that job. You were the one who wanted to fucking, uh, you know, do all, get that promotion and buy the nice car and buy your wife this and take her here. You were the one who wanted to put your kids in a nice school. You were the one who wanted to fucking work the extra hours and, and stay late. Hey, get out. Down. Right? Your wife, I fucking promise you, your wife not once ever came to you and said, Hey, Mark, I really think you need to work some extra hours so you can get that promotion so we can have the money to take that trip to the Outer Banks. No, you made that fucking decision. You have made yourself a slave to providing a lifestyle to the people who didn't even fucking ask for it. And the truth is, is they would rather have you present. I fucking guarantee you, for all these motherfuckers out here that I just went out on the beach... How do, and I know this from personal experience. You can go to Lowe's. Okay, go to Lowe's, and they have that thick plastic drop cloth type shit that you can buy. 
and they come it comes in rolls it's like 40 feet long like 10 feet wide you can buy one or two of them get a couple of those get some a little bit of uh of soap right And then make a slip and slide in your backyard. Take all your family out there and go ham. That would be a better memory for your family. Doing that with you, with you doing that with your kids. And it costs you 15, 25 bucks than taking them for a week at a beach house and sitting out there on your fucking ass on a fucking beach chair while they sit on the on the beach. You're literally forcing yourself into the fucking life that you have and then you sit and you fucking wonder why you're unhappy. Every single one of those rich fucking successful successful dudes out there on the beach today was fat fat i even had one go as far as making a comment to me he said and i'm not even fucking kidding you you need to stop working out so much because you're making us all look bad I need to lower my standard for excellence from, that I hold myself to so I can enable your lack of fucking standards. Your lack of drive or ambition to be anything better than fucking what, what you are. Weak. Choosing to be weak. Your fucking challenges aren't going to stop. Your growth shouldn't stop. Your life shouldn't stop until they fucking bury you. Until they bury you in the dirt, you should be going this way. There are no fucking breaks. There is no comfort. There is no ease. That's not how it works. Why are you settling? Why? Why are you settling for what? For less? If there is any part of your life where you wake up and you're like, you tell yourself this is easy, then you have fucking settled. Nothing about your life as a man should be fucking easy. Ever. I don't fucking care. If you tell you, and that's the worst thing that I, I can't fucking stand. I can't stand it. And this is actually applies to the gym. So I, situations where a dude will put up like an impressive amount of weight. Three, four hundred pounds on bench press or something like that. And he'll say, that was easy. I'm going to just knock out an easy four or five reps of this. If that's easy then why aren't you doing more? 
If that's so fucking easy, you think that I'm impressed because you're over here doing something that's easy for you? Show me what it looks like when you're doing something that's difficult for you. That's how I'm going to measure your value as a fucking man. If you're over here fucking playing in the rookie leagues with the fucking JV team, thinking that you're hot shit because you're doing something that's easy, I have zero fucking respect for you. I want to see what you look like when shit gets hard. That's how we measure the value of a fucking man. But most of you motherfuckers hang out in easy land. You want to sit and fucking... Well, and you think that your potential is, is relative. Like, your measurement of success and, you know, how you've maximized your potential as a man is somehow based upon the next guy. You're looking at him. And saying, well, I'm doing better than that guy. I'm doing better than that guy. I'm doing better than everyone around me. So therefore, I'm doing well. No, you're not. Because I fucking promise you, there's a group of dudes out there that are doing better than you. And you're afraid to fucking run in their group. Because they're doing shit that's fucking, that you can't. And so you would rather hang out in your fucking comfort zone and compare yourself to people that are less than you instead of go be uncomfortable sitting next to motherfuckers that make you feel insecure because you're not fucking doing enough. You want to know how to get fucking better? Stop comparing yourself to the next guy and compare yourself to the motherfucker you were yesterday. Are you better than you were yesterday or are you the same? And if you're the same, I can tell you one thing. You're either living or you're fucking dying. You're either growing or you're fucking dying. So if you're not growing, you're not getting better, you're not improving, you're becoming fucking irrelevant. Period. Your responsibility as a man is to be the one who carries a burden of discomfort. Your children, your wife, your family, you shield them. You protect them from the challenges and the darkness of the world. That's your job. You go out into the world and you fight that evil. You carry that birdship. You hunt. You protect them from the, 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 those that wish to harm your family. And then when you come home safe into your kingdom, into your castle, you take your armor off, you sheep your sword, and you give that family the, 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 the man who, you become the man who loves your family. And becomes and you, you're that role model for your children. And you're compassionate for your wife. Right? And then the next day, you go before you leave your home, you put your armor back on, you take your shield, your shield and your sword, 
and you walk back outside into the fucking world and you fight off that evil, you fight off that darkness, you engage and pursue growth and go out and fucking hunt. You don't bring that shit home with you. And then you'd go back the next day or at the end of that day, you do it again. Your wife doesn't have to see your challenges or carry those burdens. Her focus is doing one thing and that's raising your fucking children. Your job is to be a fucking superhero. That's your job. You are a role model. Your sons should look to you and wish that they could become a man that great. Your daughters should look to you and wish that they could find a man and marry a man that great. You set the example. You're a fucking role model. So I want you to ask yourself a fucking question right now. I want you, after this fucking call, I want you to go into your bathroom and I want you to take off your fucking clothes and stand in the fucking mirror and look at yourself. I know a lot of you guys aren't going to want to do that. Look at yourself. Not just your physical appearance, but your mental state, where you are here, where you are here spiritually. Okay. And I want you to go in the bathroom and I want you to stand. I want you to look at yourself in the eyes. And I want you to ask, do I want my son to grow up and be this? And then I want you to ask yourself, if you have a daughter, I want you to ask, do I want my wife, my daughter to marry this? Because I can fucking promise you. That's exactly what's going to happen. Your daughter will marry a version of you. You can ask my wife. Your son will grow up and be like you. You can ask my dad. Or ask me, rather. <laughs> right? So I've got you, all you motherfuckers. I'm tired. I'm not motivated. I don't know what to do. I'm weak. Choosing to be fucking weak. Choosing to make fucking excuses. Choosing to, to make shit more complicated than it needs to be. Choosing not to act. Choosing to be fucking comfortable. Choosing not to push the envelope. Choosing to be less. Not living. Settling. That, that's the generation that you're fucking raising. So I fucking hate it. I hate it. So this whole fucking thing where, uh, you know, boomers and, you know, whatever the other generations are talking about. Attacking millennials and Gen Z. Why? Kids aren't what they used to be. These kids are lazy. They're entitled. They're this. They're that. I can't find young kids who want to work, blah, blah, blah. All these fucking old fuck people are whining and bitching about the current generation. 
You fucking raised them. <laughs> you raised them. What? What? You're surprised that these motherfuckers are 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 growing up and don't have the fucking work ethic that's necessary to make it in a in a, in a dark and challenging fucking world. You're the same motherfucker that's blaming Joe Biden because you can't feed your fucking family. I can tell you right now, at no point in time will I ever blame another man, regardless of who it is, because I don't have the fucking nuts to pay my fucking bills. Well, it's Joe Biden. It's the economy. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I just don't know what to do. He's at the gas prices. Work harder. Why are you bitching? Why are you finding something to be a fucking victim to? My business isn't doing well because the economy. Shut the... Do something else. I don't understand why why you fucking people think that the world needs to fucking bend in because you asked it to. I don't get paid. It's the it's the same thing. How are we expected to pay for a, a place if the minimum wage is this? Why are you fucking focused on making the minimum? That's my question. It's just like when I was in the army. They say, hey, in order for you to pass this PT test, you have to do a minimum of a 15-minute, 15, 15 two-mile run. You have to do at least 30, minute, 30 fucking uh, push-ups, and you got to do like fucking 40-something sit-ups. That's the minimum. And people would just shoot for the fucking minimum. So when I max the motherfucker out, and I keep going beyond maximum. I'm doing 80, 90, 100 push-ups. Running the fucking two mile in fucking 11 minutes as fast as I fucking can. And people are laughing at me because I'm going above the fucking standard. These are the same assholes who are like, well, I can't afford to fucking eat and, and live in a fucking apartment because the minimum wage isn't high enough. When I was 15 years old, I was making minimum wage working as a fucking dishwasher in the back of a restaurant. You're 30, 40. Why are you try- why are you still making minimum fucking wage? Minimum wage is minimum fucking skill. So what have you been doing for your entire adult fucking life other than blaming someone else for your lack of fucking integrity? You motherfuckers need to stop being victims. This is something that is literally, it's an epidemic worse than fucking COVID or even polio. Every chance you guys get, it's, well, it's the economy, it's the stock market, it's the fucking president, it's Trump, it's Biden, it's Pelosi, it's... Well, fucking gas prices. He closed the fucking... It's my boss. It's my fucking wife. I can't do this. She doesn't like to... My wife isn't into fitness. So I can't eat right. Every 
fucking chance you get. You're looking for something to be fucking miserable about. For just once, look around and be fuck, live in a place of fucking gratitude and be thankful that you have what you have. And work harder. You're bitching about gas prices and the recession and the economy and the fucking president and all this and that and the other. I'm making seven figures a year selling fitness. We are not in a fucking recession. I am, I am, a, I am something that people don't need. And the only reason I have a job or a business because I fucking... The only reason I exist is because people are too fucking lazy to do it themselves. And you're telling me we're in a recession? No. A recession is where people aren't fucking eating. You have homeless people who are choosing to be homeless. And parking their cars at their tents. Because it's cheaper. They chose that. They're not starving. Come on, people. It's the most entitled era I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. And I'm dealing with people who are honestly living in a place I had to convince a guy today that the shredding season program was what he needed to lose weight. Well, I don't know if this is for me because this is my unique situation. And I'm this and I'm that and blah, blah, blah. Bro, you're literally in a place, I'm not even fucking kidding you, where if you just stop eating like a complete and total fucking asshole, you'll lose weight. Going to the gym is is just a bonus. Like if you just stop eating like a dickhead... You'll lose weight. I shouldn't need to convince you that shredding season is what you need. When I could give you this fucking meal plan right here and you could eat that for fucking six weeks and lose 20 pounds. And then I have people messaging me saying, I don't know if I should be focused on bulking or cutting or this or that. When they can't even manage to fucking get into the gym every day. Bro, you can't even get the fucking basics. Like, you're focused on decisions that you would be making after you... It's the same thing with fucking supplements. What supplements do I need to be taking? Okay, well, before we have the discussion about supplements, how's your nutrition? Well, you know... Every excuse in the book. I try, but you know... But you know... I hear, but you know... Fucking, I can't tell you how many fucking times a day. But you know... I can tell you right now, dude... If you don't have your nutrition at least 80 to 90% compliance... And following what what you should be consuming... As far as your nutrient targets are concerned. You have no business taking fucking supplements. Period. Period. 
You don't need a pre-workout. You don't need creatine. You don't need the fucking protein shakes. You don't need all the fucking bullshit that the fucking dude in a fucking tight polo and a pair of fucking butt hugger khakis fucking sold you at, at GNC because you need it. You don't need any of it. I promise. How do I know? The only supplement that I take and that I've ever taken is a pre-workout. That's it. I don't take anything other than a little bit of testosterone, which is prescribed to me. Outside of that, that's it. It's food. But, you know, (laughs) JJ or JL. Brian said, keep speaking the truth. I love it. (laughs) Chris, what's up, man? Chris will tell you. Chris Atkinson. Do a search in our group for Chris Atkinson's post. The dude has literally transformed his entire life. Jason said, kind of jiggly above the belt line. Mentally, I'm much happier now than I was when I was married. And I'm getting there physically. Already seeing huge differences around the chest and shoulders. Hell yeah, man. Weakness is deadly. 100%. Jordan. The misconception is that people think they can do this shit and get a result not really realizing that it requires a lifestyle change through discipline and consistency. And, and the acceptance is that it's not going to happen overnight once you lose the sight of that quick fix. That's when results come. Absolutely, Jordan. So here's the thing, man. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast tonight was like for me to remind you your role as a man is not to be comfortable. Your role as a man is to seek out discomfort in a way that helps you grow and improve and elevate the status of your family. Your legacy, your name, your bloodline, that's your job. Look, the reality is, is, is and, I, and I don't know if you believe in God or not, but when you fucking die, you're gone. I promise you. And here's what I'm going to fucking tell you, and I know this from firsthand experience, and it's fucking sad, and it's, it it breaks my fucking heart when i was a young man growing up okay my name obviously there's whole a lot more holy fields out there but my name my father was the last of of his bloodline the holy field bloodline where he was in that in that branch of our family tree okay he had two sons me and my brother joe joey okay i knew so first of all, if it wasn't for my brother, I wouldn't even have been able to deploy to Iraq. Because I'm the last of my I would have been the last of my bloodline. My brother and I were the last of our bloodline. I have two sons. I knew that in order for me to continue my bloodline, I needed to have a son. With my first wife, I had two girls. She didn't want to have any more kids. She refused to have more kids. I needed a boy. When we divorced, and I 
I got with my wife. We had our first son. His name is Joshua. Okay? So now I have my son Joshua. For those of you guys who don't know this, and I've talked about it a few times over the past month or so, my father died at the end of, of May this year. We just did his uh, funeral a few weeks ago. Okay, it was a really big, bit, a very challenging thing for me. It was actually more challenging than I thought it was going to be. My father, his legacy will die with me and my brother. That means, of, and my sister, all of, the, all of the people who knew him and what he left behind in this world will die with the people who knew him. So my question for you is this. Do you want your legacy to die with the people who knew you? The only way for your legacy to transcend generations is to pass the lessons, the lessons to your children. When I leave this earth, I will leave with nothing, just the same way I came into it. All of the money I earned, all the possessions that I gained, all the material things that I purchased, they will mean nothing. The only thing that I have is to give my sons and my daughters the lessons, the legacy of this bloodline and what we represent. And the way that you give that gift is through the choices that you make every fucking day. And standing in a place of integrity with your values and being disciplined in those values. So if you want the legacy of your name to span beyond the people who knew you, you need to be able to instill those gifts and those lessons into the hearts of the ones who will carry those, those lessons and those gifts. And the way that you teach those lessons and give those gifts is by example. That's how you do it. It's by example. And so you're out there worried about what everybody else thinks. And living in a place of fear of whether or not you fail. And uncertain of yourself. And fucking playing fucking small. And minimizing your potential. And settling for less. Guess what's happening? Your fucking kids are watching you do it. And so what do you think they're going to fucking do? What do you think they're going to do? You need to play big. Shoot for the fucking moon. What happens if you fail? What happens if you take the risk and it doesn't go your way? What happens if you fucking, it doesn't work out? 
Oh well. You're not gonna fucking die. <sighs> why are you why are you giving yourself less than what you could potentially have because it's easier? Why do I ha- why do I even have a job? Why do I have a job? I shouldn't have to come on here every Tuesday night and fucking motivate people. (laughs) Should I? You should be motivating yourself. You know, it's kind of funny in the Iron Forge... uh, maybe six months or so ago I said I hope that eventually some of you guys get to a point where you don't you feel like you don't need me as a coach anymore and some of the guys are like dude I don't know what you mean you've changed my life you've done so much for me I, I would never leave you I fucking I'm gonna support you for life after what you've given to me and my family thank you I appreciate that And I'm going to use John Dock as an example because he just commented, he said, I love when people say they don't like the food. Just fucking eat it. <laughs> right? It took him almost two years of working with me to finally figure it out. If John Dock stops showing up for my coaching at the point where he's at where in his life right now and I could see what he's doing with his wife and his kids, I would be, I would be happy for him. Now, granted, I'm still adding an additional layer of accountability into his life to give him the resources and give him the tools and give him that oversight that he feels like he needs to make sure that he's staying vigilant and consistent with the choices that he's making with the direction of his life and what he's trying to build. But he's got he finally figured it out. I don't know if you guys know this about John Doc. He's been he's he's here every week, podcast Iron Forge. His wife messaged me a few weeks ago and thanked me. You know what that fucking means to a guy like me, right? And I got guys like Dominic. He just said, "I support you always," right? It's a family, hundred percent. But. I want you guys to realize that your time is so fucking limited. You guys are living in a world where it could be your existence could be taken from you at any moment. Why are you squandering that gift? Or even better, why are you choosing to allow the world to make you fucking miserable? There's nothing to be angry about, guys. You should be happy. You should be thankful. You should be living in a place of gratitude. And realizing that the gift that you've been given is just that. It's a gift. And every fucking moment you wake up in the morning, you have, you have, you have an opportunity that thousands of people didn't get. Why aren't you making the best of it? Or why are you choosing to be miserable and sad or angry or upset? 
and not give it your best. Don't stop until they fucking bury you. Steve, you bring us in the healthier body, but there's so much more to this than you realize. Lifting isn't the hard part. 100% agree, brother. It's right here. So I don't know if you guys know this, and you probably noticed on the podcast tonight, I've been fucking grabbing these mints. I had maybe three or four of them. A few weeks ago, I think it was three or four weeks ago, I was on a drive home from Florida. I was actually living, listening to David Goggins' book. Can't hurt me. Phenomenal. The way that he did the audiobook is really cool because it's like a combination between an audiobook and a podcast and then also like an editorial or editor's notes. So he's actually being interviewed after every chapter by the guy who wrote the book. So if you're not familiar, like a lot of these big name guys, like I wrote my own book. But a lot of these big name guys like Goggins, they'll actually hire what they call ghostwriters. So what the ghostwriter will do is they'll interview him and then he'll write the book in kind of the in the in the subject's voice. And so that's how Goggins did his book. Okay. Uh and I'm I'm listening to David Goggins' story. And it's something that I hadn't really paid much attention to over the years, especially since I started this. And I'm going to be frank with you. Part of it has to do with the fact that I'm not like a huge... I hate it when people make things about race. Right? And I remember listening to a video or something that he did where he mentioned like basically it had something to do with privilege and it, it, I, I, I just completely shut me off to him, but I went ahead and I listened to his book anyway. And after hearing his whole, don't be a fucking victim. You're not, you're not, you know, you don't have less privilege, blah, blah, blah. I kind of, okay. I, I, I guess I misjudged him based upon that one piece of content. So anyway, I was reading David Goggins, book, listening to it. And I'm listening to all the challenges that this guy went through in his life. And he's getting ready to go through, like, I think his third iteration of BUDS, which is Navy SEAL training. And he's got, like, broken shins. He's duct taping his feet. Like, this dude is just, like, literally has no quit in him. And I'm sitting here while I'm driving... Chewing tobacco, spinning into this fucking bottle, driving through the night. It was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We're headed home from Florida. And I I don't know what got into me, but I'm like, if this fucking guy can do it, why can't I? <laughs> There's nothing fucking... He's not better than me. He's not cut from different cloth than I am. This motherfucker's not stronger than me. I'll take David Goggins and I'll fold that motherfucker into a pretzel if I wanted to. Why can if he can do it, why can't I? Seriously. And this isn't my ego talking. 
I know that fucking David Goggins could outrun the fuck out of me right now. But the point that I'm making is what one man can do, any other man can do. The difference between the Gogginses who go out and run fucking 100 mile or 25 mile or fucking this many mile ultra marathons through Death Valley and into the fucking mountains off of like zero days of sleep out of, off of a deployment like this dude's got like all these crazy stories is the fact that he just does he refuses to fucking quit. He refuses to give up. He refuses to give in. He refuses to say no, take no for a fucking answer. He says, this is what I'm going to do. So, again, I said, if David Goggins can fucking do this, why can't I? I took my last can of fucking chew and I threw it out the fucking window. I haven't picked up tobacco again. And every single time I had a craving for tobacco, I told myself, don't be a bitch. You don't need that. And guess what? I haven't had any tobacco or nicotine. Your mind and your limiting beliefs as a man is what's stopping you from becoming the man that you want to be. You literally get to choose who you are. If you want to be a man of integrity, a virtuous man, a powerful, strong leader, you could wake up tomorrow and be that. The problem is, is that you're too much of a fucking pussy. When things get hard, when you doubt yourself, when you're not sure, when, you know, things get a little bit challenging and and the road gets rocky, what do you do? You start telling yourself all those fucking excuses. Oh, it's, you know, I could fucking take it easy. Oh, I could go short or I could take a break or I could take the day off or I could fuck, I deserve this, I... That's when you start to fucking compromise. You could do it. You could do it. Whatever you want to be, you could go be it. All you have to do is just be willing to fucking commit to that. The problem is, is none of you motherfuckers want to commit. All right. Kids are getting crazy. Real quick before I call tonight, we're going to switch gears here for a second. What questions do you have for me? Really appreciate all you guys who are still hanging out. John Doc is the most consistent brother I know. He dwarfs many of us with his effort. <laughs> Mark, the same thing applies to you. There are dudes who have literally gone and got fucking heart transplants and were back at it fucking weeks later. Told the doctors to go fuck themselves that they were going to go fucking run this or be that or compete in this. And you're over there complaining for fuck... We're going on a year now that you've been allowing your back to be an excuse. There is a way. Okay? There is always a way. 
They always say if there's a fucking door that closes here, there's always another one that opens. If you're in a situation where a door doesn't fucking open, use a fucking window. If there's no windows, then you better be that dude who's running full speed into the fucking wall until it breaks. Make a way. Good night, Nick. Good night, or Sam said, throwing steel tomorrow. Fucking A. Did I get irritable, irritable when quitting dip? No. Not really, no. Good night, Don. No, I think, so I think the biggest thing for me uh, quitting nicotine was hunger. So I'll be honest with you. Um... One of the things that I found for me personally, uh, give me a sec, gotta let the dog out. So for those of you guys who chew tobacco, you know that like typically when you're chewing, you can't eat, right? And so a lot of times I found myself in a place where I would not eat because I had a chew-in. But the thing is, is I always had, I constantly had a fucking chew-in, <laughs> all right? So it was kind of one of those situations where it was like, you know, the self-licking ice cream cone of not eating enough. When I quit chewing tobacco, I found myself in this place where I'm constantly hungry. My appetite is increased. So if you guys have been paying attention, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Uh, you know, three, four weeks ago, I was hovering around 240. In the last month since I quit dip, I've gained 10 pounds already. And I mean, we're talking about good weight, right? It's not going to be long. Before I'm sitting at a fucking healthy 270. With the way I'm training and the way I'm eating. And I actually just put my wife on a fucking meal plan. And she's staying consistent with that. Which, because she's on the meal plan, it's going to make it easier for me to stay on track with eating. Bro, we're about to fucking get crazy big here really quickly. So, hopefully that answers your question. Bubba. Good night. <laughs> That's pretty smart, man. He fucking listens to the podcast before he goes to the gym. Hell yeah. All right. With that said, I didn't see any other questions come in, guys. I really appreciate you coming in and hanging out with me. For those of you guys who are part of the Iron Forge group coaching, I'm really looking forward to Thursday. I've got some exciting stuff I want to teach you. We're going to go into. Looks like we actually have three people on the website right now signing up for the Iron Forge. So... If you're not part of the Iron Forge already, there's a seven-day free trial. Go to joshholyfield.com. Or what I can do real quick here is I'll actually drop the link for the Iron Forge if you're not already a member. And just a heads up, if you sign up, every once in a while I'll do a promotion where I offer the lifetime access for the Iron Forge at a discount. Make sure you look out for that because that's something that I don't do very often. But usually you're going to get, you get like a 
fucking really fat discount on that. So look out for that. With that said, guys, amazing podcast tonight. Loved hanging out with you. Thank you for chilling. I'll see you next Tuesday. And like I said, for those of you guys who are part of the podcast, or excuse me, the Iron Forge, I will see you Thursday. Stay vigilant. Talk soon. Why doesn't every home in the U.S. have...